0: Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. Well, look at this, two episodes in two weeks. This is a little bit of a different one. I'm going to focus on one topic in this episode that I covered in newsletter, and it's the latest that we know about Google's search generative experience called SGE. This is something that we need to pay attention to. Last week, uh, Google's earnings call talked a lot about how the search generative experience is actually the way that Google is going in the future, and so as much as we don't like it (laughs) there are a lot of things about it as you'll see in this video that people don't like this is something that we need to pay attention to it is difficult to capture the sge in action because it only pops up occasionally you can get access to it uh by going to labs.google.com you technically only have to be you have to be in the us although you can do things with vpns um and i'm going to give it a try here uh, you can see here that I'm in uh, Google labs and, um, they give you these options to try. Now this is not the SGE. If the SGE was live, then all of this would be a different color and it would be an AI generated answer along with some websites to the side. Now we can get a little peek into converse mode, Converse mode is kind of cool. It's still just showing me regular search results. It suggested this, where is the lost city of Atlantis? Uh, Let's say none of those search results were actually the answer that I uh, was looking for. Um, I might say, tell me more about Atlantis as described in movies. I'm just making that up right now. And uh, there it will, you know, it'll tell me that. And I think you can even say, what about theater? I didn't tell Google that I was looking for Atlantis. It just figured out. It says here showing results for Atlantis and described in movies and theater. So uh, this is one component of the new search generative experience. I'm going to show you some screenshots of, uh, what SEOs are seeing those who have access to, to testing it. Um, Demis Isabis, the, uh, founder of, one of the co-founders of DeepMind, which is uh, part of Google's AI department, has said that what Google is coming out with, with Gemini will eclipse chat GPT in terms of its usefulness. I wrote a bit in newsletter about um, how AlphaGo, which is DeepMind's program that learned to play Go, which was a really, really big accomplishment. Uh, the technology that's behind that is what is behind Gemini as well. And so not only will this new um experience that we're going to be seeing soon from google uh, uh, be able to synthesize language and to synthesize uh, information from video it may even create video as well i'm not sure about that uh, but it will have reasoning powers um, alpha go was really really good at figuring out uh, the strategy, even though it wasn't given specific rules. And uh, so what we're going to see with Google's upcoming advances are big and search generative experience is a little peek into that. And I know that sounds disappointing because a lot of people don't like what we're seeing with SGE, but I think Google's moving in baby steps towards something that is inevitable that we're going to see. Let's go back to this earnings call discussion. Sunder Pichai said, this quarter, we saw our next evolution with the launch of the search generative experience or the SGE, which uses the power of generative AI to make search even more natural and intuitive. And this was the line that uh, really got a lot of um, uh, negative comments, is that user feedback has been very positive so far. Now, I've shared a couple of examples, uh, I believe in this article, of people who have found the answers helpful. I have found when I do get it to pop up, it it can be helpful. Um, But there is certainly a lot to criticize in the SGE that we see right now. Here's one example that uh, I used in a client report, trying to indicate um, what it is that Google is preferring because this particular website's traffic was, uh, was declining and um you can see here uh this s this is the sge answer so uh the search bar would have been up here and the query that i did was for i think it was care of succulents something like that and all of this information so where it says provide as much light as possible for your indoor succulents uh this website right here if we open it up has that exact same paragraph, uh, the same line, provide as much light as possible for your indoor succulents. And then it says, and water thoroughly, but infrequently, uh, only when the potting mix is dry. Well, the next answer the SGE gives is water thoroughly, but infrequently, only when the potting mix is dry. And all of this answer is essentially stitched together from these three websites. Now, uh, that's not fair, that doesn't seem right to me, Uh, when we ask Google about this, why don't they actually reference these websites? Uh, It seems to be that um, we're we're to accept that being listed up here will be a, a good enough payment for not getting actually mentioned here. Um, I personally think that it's difficult for Google to determine which information comes from where in the way that uh, the language model is is, is put together, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, What we need to know right now is, quite often when we get a search generative experience answer, the answer is, it's not actually AI generated like something you would get from BARD. It is, um, well, I mean, it does use AI, uh, but it's actually stitched together from a number of websites. Another concern in uh, the SGE is uh, that sometimes it can have wrong information. Now, um, when BARD first came out, so BARD is not the SGE. BARD is uh, its own interface on its own, although we have seen that BARD and Google Lens are integrating. um, And I think that the technology that's in BARD, not necessarily the language model, but the technology will be kind of the way that we search in the future. Um, But The SGE, so when Bard first came out, it had a lot of hallucinations where it was making up things. Um, Paul here, uh, uh, I don't know if you can read this, but uh, the SGE, um, he asked about himself and uh, the SGE told him that he has a... degree in computer science from uh, University of California, Berkeley, and an MBA from Stanford Graduate School, both of which are not true. And uh, we couldn't figure out where it was getting that information from. So uh, this is, I think, one of the reasons why we're not seeing SGE live to the public yet is for an answer to be given in uh, directly in Google search, there has to be some accuracy. You know, this is, this is not good if it's making things up. Um, Lily Ray has, uh, shared so much information on what she's seeing with YesGE. It pops up all the time for her. I, I can't get it to pop up. Um, and, uh, these examples that she gives here, she's looking for something the query said, um best techno in NYC this evening and uh, none of these you know, are referenced to this evening so uh, you know but I think there's still stuff that we can learn from here because it would be interesting to look at these websites that are recommended and figure out why and I think that a lot of this is uh, related to information in the knowledge graph that um, instead of Google relying on oh lots of people link to this website therefore it's a good one they're relying on the breadth of the world's knowledge that is contained in the knowledge graph and all of the information they can put together to figure out actually what is a popular place where people go to. And here's a couple of examples that I shared of people who are actually finding the search generative experience helpful. Mark shared here uh, that he was looking for where the Apple store was. And, um, you know, instead of having to go through Apple's website or, uh, you know, whatever, it was right there in his search generative answer that uh, it was located on the second level of this particular mall. Um, Eli said, uh, this is really interesting. He did a query for something that happened that day and um, and got a result uh, about uh, what was happening that particular day. And so I think that this is sort of an example of how the SGE can be helpful. But more often than not, we're seeing uh, people complaining about it at this point. Now, does this mean that the whole web is going to change and websites will not get traffic anymore? I do think that a lot of websites are going to not get traffic anywhere near the traffic that they used to. If you're a website that provides information to people, unless you are the source of that information, unless you're the source that people go to because they're like, oh, look, Google did an update. I need to see what Marie Haynes says or um, whatever you're known as the person or the brand in your industry that comes out with uh, new thoughts and new information, then there's really not a lot of need for Google to show, uh, you know, 400 different websites that wrote about the same story and essentially copied everybody's words. Um, But Google says, we're engaging, this is from their uh, earnings call, we're engaging with the broader ecosystem and will continue to prioritize approaches that send valuable traffic and support a healthy open web. Now, all of the examples that they talked about were for commercial queries. queries, as not saying the SGE only appears for commercial queries, but this is something where the internet uh, is an interface to get people to businesses. If I'm a business that sells a particular product, then I'm going to want to figure out how do I get found online and um, understanding how to get seen in the search generative experience is going to be extremely important. A lot of this, as we talked about in newsletter, is related to the shopping graph. The shopping graph is the knowledge graph, but for shopping. And uh, Google put out this documentation earlier this year, um, that says that the shopping graph is a machine learning powered real time data set of the world's products and sellers. And it stores billions of products. Uh, This is super important availability reviews from other shoppers pros and cons, material color and sizes. And all of those things are stored in the shopping graph. And not only does Google know what's in the shopping graph, but they know the relationships between them. So if I'm looking to buy a particular product, Google knows uh, who is known as the retailer of that product, um, who has good reviews from people who say, you know what, when you buy this product, you need to buy it from these guys. So uh, I I would really encourage you, um, this is from Google's documentation on the shopping graph that uh, says that, you know, they're pulling information from images, descriptions, reviews, and YouTube videos. And then they use machine learning to understand the relevant nuanced characteristics. Uh, And in this situation, somebody was looking for a coat uh, for some type of a cold weather trip. And so it would recognize that uh, the intent behind that query is to find um, coats that perform well in cold temperatures. And uh, so, you know, Google is, is getting really good at figuring out what is it that you're looking for? And what does all of the body of information that's on the web say you're, you're looking for? Um, and uh, again, user reviews are something that, uh, that Google tells us in this blog post are really, really important. The reason why I'm focusing on this is that if you are a business who has an existing audience who wants to reach that audience, then, uh, SEO is not dead (laughs) because, uh, you know, we call it optimizing for search engines, whether we call it now of optimizing for language models then businesses are still gonna need to be found and we need to be paying attention to what we're seeing. I'll, again, I'll show you some screenshots in a minute. Um, what I'm really concerned for though is uh, for informational queries. Um, if I'm uh, I'm doing a review right now for a website, um, that uh, really gives definitions of a lot of things and they have a uh, history of being the place to go to for these definitions. Um, But bit by bit, all of those things are available on Google. So why would Google need to send people to websites? And Google also spent time talking about how ads will continue to play an important role. I have a bunch of thoughts on um, how AI is changing and will change the ad experience on Google. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Google. Google won't get rid of sending traffic to websites because it's such a big revenue source for them. I think what's coming with Google Ads will be much much bigger than the source that they get from uh, sending people to a website and then hoping that the ads that they display are semi-relevant to people. I think AI is going to open up all sorts of ways uh, to get hyper-targeted ads in front of people, and I even have some thoughts about um, you know we've talked about Notebook LM, which is Google's uh, one of Google's new tools that still uh, only available to a few, I can't wait till I get it, where you can use AI on a collection of Google Docs. And I can really see how that could be used for ads. Imagine that um, my consulting calendar is full. And yet I say, look, you can uh, basically consult with the body of knowledge that I've created for people who have traffic drops with their website. Uh, And and maybe I charge for that, or maybe I don't, I make it free, um, but also sell products. By the way, I have a really great workbook on creating helpful content for Google's AI system, the helpful content system. Um, so ads are are not going away. Uh, I am not an ads person, but if I was, I would be paying a lot of attention to P max right now there uh, were a lot of things mentioned in the earnings call about that. Here are some examples. Uh, these are ones that I've shared before in newsletter of commercial queries that we've seen. And in this situation, uh, I'm not sure what the, oh, the, the query was laptop. And you can see that Google is recommending Apple, uh, I don't know this store and Samsung. Um, And uh, they've uh, actually summarized the what's important about these laptops, that this one's good for working from home, this one's good for business. How do they know that? They know that based on the information in the shopping graph. And this information here, uh, it's debatable. I haven't looked into whether that actually comes from a product description. I think that it might be AI generated, but uh, I'm not 100% sure on that here's another example what's the best car seat when you are google has been doing wild things with best queries uh, throughout the last couple of years we've had product reviews updates which are now just reviews updates and um google's really trying to make it so that if i am looking for the best car seat i'm not just relying on what does this affiliate marketer think is the best car seat no this is based on the whole amount of um, information that google has now I would imagine that this part, uh, when choosing a car seat, consider things like installation and safety, all that. I bet you that is um, put together from these websites. Uh, But this information, uh, I could not find this uh, when I searched for it on websites. This car seat can be used from birth through to the high back booster age. It can rotate. Um, So what Google's done here is not just summarize the product, but they've summarized why do people use that product why is that product different than others and why would they recommend this now i don't know car seats it's been a while since i had a little one in a car seat Uh, but i would imagine that these are probably some of the more popular car seats out there here's another example of uh, some search results here's what we're used to seeing right now in uh, in search and here's what uh Kushal saw in the SGE is just a list of uh products not that much different but still something kind of interesting uh here's an SGE example of um and I'm not sure what the query was here but uh you know women's shoes and uh it's giving me on trend styles that's really interesting right um, and so you know we're about to see a bunch of changes here's another on trend styles uh, which is fascinating to me I've always wondered how trends get set and uh, you know the influence that Hollywood has on that or uh, whatever TV shows we're watching I'm clearly not a uh, trend setting fashion model this is my Mozcon 14 <laughs> t-shirt I live in conference t-shirts um, but if you were a trendy person then uh, or if you wanted to be a trendy person that's something that Google is starting to show in the search results and this is an SGE response you can see that there were some websites up here now these are websites but they're um, you know Old Navy uh, Amazon Haines um, you know there's well recognized names in here and uh, we can go to Google's helpful content criteria which I've written a ton on uh, and hope to produce more videos on as well um, that talk about you know Being having a reputation for, uh, you know, when I said Hanes, it wasn't me, it was the, I always say, our name is like the underwear, but without a Y. (laughs) uh, This is, the brand is known for clothing. And so you're much more likely to rank uh, when you're known. Now um, that's, you know, we've got a lot to learn about what Google ranks in uh, the search generative experience and lily ray shared this example where uh searching for a product it actually shows which stores have it and what price is there now i was uh doing some research for a client the other day and um i asked bard uh for the best of this particular type of um business in this particular city and i said well why didn't you choose my client i asked bard that And uh, Bard said, well, there were a number of factors, but one of the things that Bard considered, we don't know if this is a hallucination or if it was real, was the price. Now, that's how people shop, right? Not necessarily the lowest price is uh, what's going to rank, but if you have prices that are higher than everyone else's, that's a factor that people consider. So let's look at some other examples uh, that I shared just this week in newsletter, because every week we're seeing the SGE change. I'm going to write next week about some people saw some results with no websites over here. uh, And Google commented on that, uh, that sometimes they will show no websites when it looks like you're looking for something creative. They were wrong in that situation, though. So uh, it's such a strange uh, situation. Um, Greg Sterling shared this, where the query was coupon codes for these double wood supplements. Supplements. Now it turns out he tried a bunch of these coupon codes and none of them actually worked. I don't know if that is uh, a fault of the SGE or it might be that um, you know a lot of affiliate sites just put up the latest coupon code and uh, and and perhaps they're not working. Um, but. Imagine uh, if you are one of these websites and if somebody's just searching for a coupon code why would I want to click on these websites I, I I would just try all of these uh, and so um, you know maybe you if you want to be a website that's still successful in providing people with information, you have to give them all sorts of reasons to wanna go beyond the SGE answer. And that's difficult for this query because the intent of this searcher is probably to just quickly find some coupon uh, codes. They don't want the most comprehensive article about coupon codes. They just want the darn codes and AI is going to, or SGE is going to give them that example. Um, Greg also shared this example where, uh, with banking trends for consumers. And, um, this is all information that is synthesized from these websites, yet there are no links from here. And so when the SGE goes live, I think there's a couple possibilities. I shared, uh, let's just find that in here. Miriam Ellis uh, found this. Now, this is not an SGE answer. This is just in the regular Google Maps listings, the organic or the uh, local listings. These interesting little numbers here. Now, these look very similar to if you've used ChatGPT's uh web browsing when it, when it was available uh that they would um often put little references in to say well this information came from this particular website i think that that's probably what we'll end up seeing uh, assuming that google still continues to stitch together answers from websites another thing i should point out about the sge is uh these little uh, follow up questions down here ask a follow up um th- these are suggested questions what are consumers looking for in a bank what do customers want from banks in 2023. These are really good ideas for, uh, topic, <laughs> um, topic ideas when Google's looking for, uh, these websites that, um, are, are writing, uh, about, uh, banks. One of the things that they consider is the topical authority. And if you have lots of content about topics that are related to your topics, then that's something that, uh, can really, really help you. Um, this was a, a good one. Lily Ray pointed out this example. She asked for the most important Google ranking factors, and uh, uh, the one, <laughs> one that she circled here is content length. This is funny because I think this came from a number of different articles uh, that were written that found a correlation, that uh, longer articles tend to rank better um, than shorter articles. Meanwhile, um, in Google's helpful content criteria they specifically call this out. Are are you writing to a particular word count? uh, Because you've heard or read that Google uh, has a preferred word count. No, we don't. I I think this is really important because years ago, the thing that would tell Google that your content was relevant was, um, uh, was having lots of words that are on that topic. And really what Google's looking for now, the most helpful content is often not the wordiest content. It's content that gets people right to the point uh, the fastest. So that was an interesting uh, thing where Lily saw wrong advice being given on the SGE. Um, You know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I concerned that, uh, you know, it's not a horribly wrong answer. It's not a YMYL answer, your money or your life, that's going to, like, hurt anyone unless you're the person who's writing all these uh, 1800 plus word blog posts. Um, but it's another example where uh, the answer that's given does not completely line up with um, what Google has recommended. And here's one other example shared by Ann Moss. Uh, I added in the um, uh, the annotations here, but you can see that uh, this question was, do dogs sweat? And um, the answer, yes, dogs sweat, but they sweat differently than humans, was taken from this website uh, from Hills Pet Nutrition that says dogs sweat, but they sweat a bit differently than humans. It's essentially the same thing. And um, Google has not given any credit, but they do include Hill's website in uh, the um, websites next to the SGE response. So when is the SGE coming? Uh, there are rumors that we will be seeing it in the fall. Um, in the earnings calls, Sundar Pachai said that Android 14, which actually comes out this month in, in August, will incorporate the advances in generative AI uh, uh, to personalize Android phones. Now, we don't know what those advances are, uh, whether that will be SGE and Android phones. One little thing from me, if you are an SEO, I I would highly encourage you to use a a Google phone. Um, I think the Google phones are gonna be getting, especially like a Pixel phone, are gonna be getting uh, the AI related changes first. And if you wanna be on the cutting edge of what Google's doing, uh, you probably need to be using an Android phone. So I want to just end with the final words from this earnings call. Sundar Pichai said that they're going to continue to evolve the experience, but this is this is the part that you know even though I wasn't happy with a lot of the things that we're seeing on the SGE, Sundar Pichai is comfortable with what they've seen and uh you know, he does think that it's a it's a good thing. It's going ahead. Now, it's possible that see we still haven't seen Gemini, the multimodal um a uh, uh, model uh, powering the SGE. And we may find that a lot of the things uh, that are issues today go away once we see the, the full um, power of that model. But uh, he said, you know, I think uh, all of this is before we have our multimodal capabilities really in the mix. And so looking at the early innovations here, I think this is going to be an exciting couple of years ahead. That's actually kind of encouraging. One of the things when I first started learning about AI, Sam Altman from OpenAI said his biggest fear with uh, AI, because AI is going to do a lot of good in the world. There will be also be some bad. Uh, but the biggest fear that he had was the speed at which the adoption was going to happen, that uh, things are exploding so quickly. And if you're having trouble keeping up, you are not alone. I essentially um, stopped all of my work just so I could understand what's happening with AI. It's a full-time job just to understand what's happening. And even then, I don't think anybody fully understands. So my uh, advice to you would be, um, to try to get on, to be a tester, uh, go to labs.google.com and, um, if you're not in the United States, you might have success with a VPN um, using that, although it's a pain because ChatGPT won't let you in with a VPN and so I'm constantly switching all over the place. Um, and then I would just pay really close attention. If you have screenshots of something in the SGE um, that is new or something that you think is really cool, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Marie underscore Haynes. And I would love to include your screenshots in, uh, in newsletter. And um, yeah, I think that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for watching this and I wish you the best of luck with your rankings.